thank you to everyone who has completed the ADHD Rewired Tech Survey. This is the last week to be entered to win free coaching, gift cards, a productivity mystery box. I'll even write and record a personalized song for you or record my voice on your home answering machine. I'm not sure if people still have those, though. Complete the survey and you could spin the prize wheel. Deadline to enter is Friday, August 19th. The survey is at ADHDrewired.com. Because we've spent our lives learning in rooms full of people that don't understand us by people that don't understand us. This is your opportunity to be in a room full of people that get you taught by somebody who's been there and get you. And the tools you're going to take away from it are not the generic, this is how it should work. This is why it will work for you. And you're going to get the tools that make sense for people like us, not for the general public. Well, they will work for the general public, but they will work for us as nothing else will. ADHD Rewired, episode 129. This is the show designed for those of us with really good intentions, but a slightly wandering attention. My name is Eric Tivers. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, coach, and speaker. The website is ADHDrewired.com. We know that starting is the hardest part, so let's get started. But first, let me tell you about this. Registration starts next week. The ADHD. ADHD. ADHD Rewired. 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 Coaching and accountability group. I joined the group because I have tried a lot of other things I've tried to do you know like reading myself I've tried therapy and nothing was really getting at what I wanted to do and I I love personal development and I've done some of those kind of workshops before too and I was so nervous that this was going to be another one of those things that I paid money for and that I didn't follow through with but it has not I mean I've I can't even go into all of the things that I've gotten out of it. And am I perfect? No, but I worked on my perfectionism, so I don't care so much. I really wanted to just get myself more organized, and I did, but I also am learning to accept myself and go a little easier on myself about things. I'd always known about perfectionism, but you taught us how to deal with perfectionism. Like, yeah, I get it, but how am I supposed to remove that from me? And I've learned ways to actually do that, ways to like concretely, like with my brain, look at it like, oh, this is, this is simple. Like, and that just has made a huge difference. And just having this community, being here with you guys, I didn't even know that I was going to get that out of it, but I love it. I love this tread. If you are thinking about joining this group, but are afraid it's going to be another ADHD, oh, I started something new impulsively and it did nothing. Don't be afraid. We're at the end of the group and we're all still here. We all love it. We would even do it again. If you struggle with your ADHD and you're looking for something that'll help you with that, this'll be that for you. It was that for me and it helped me address my underlying issues, not just what I thought my issues were at face value. This might be able to provide that transformation for you too. The reasons that you want to join, you're going to get positive benefits from that for sure, but it's probably going to surprise you in the end what you learn and what you take away from it. It's going to probably be bigger than you expect, so don't hesitate. If you want to grow beyond the podcast, on the podcast you hear a lot of great ideas and you get to connect on the listening end with people. If you want to go beyond that and you have a desire to connect with people who share your same struggles, 
and you want to put those great ideas in place in a way where you're going to have the most success, then sign up for the coaching group because it'll totally change your life. It'll move you forward and there's no magic in it. It's absolutely worth it. The biggest takeaway for me was being able to watch myself on Zoom video and say, oh yeah, I have ADHD. I want to thank all the members from this summer's coaching group for letting me share these clips with you. If you're listening to this the week of August 15th, registration begins next Monday, August 22nd. If you've been thinking about joining and you've really been intending to schedule your registration and screening call at ADHDrewired.com, this may be your last chance. Pause it right here and at least set yourself a reminder to do it before the day is over. Go to ADHDrewired.com and click the coaching banner at the top of the page. You can learn all about the schedule, when we actually start, the details of the group, pricing. It is all there. Go to ADHDrewired.com and get ready for a coaching experience like you've never experienced before. It's absolutely worth it. Welcome back to another episode of ADHD Rewired. We are getting really close now to registration for the ADHD Rewired Coaching and Accountability Group. And while I don't want this episode to be primarily a promotional episode, there is certainly an element of this being a promotional episode. But what this episode is really going to be, and this, this is unique, I have not done this before, I am joined by two people, Carrie Gormley, who we've heard on the podcast before and is the host of the Running Lifestyle podcast, and Aaron Collier. So the reason I have both Aaron and Carrie on is they have been accountability partners in the most recent ADHD Rewired Coaching and Accountability Group. And what I really wanted to to invite them on the show for is to sort of share with you guys the what it's sort of been like, what they've kind of learned from the group and how they've worked together as accountability partners. So Carrie and Aaron, welcome to the show. Hi, Eric. So Aaron, since um, you know people may have heard Carrie in the past, I will give you, Carrie, a second to introduce yourself in just a sec. Aaron, can you introduce yourself a little bit, kind of tell people who you are, what you do, um, and, and why you joined the group in the first place? Sure. Um, my name is Aaron Collier. I, uh, I'm a computer programmer librarian in California, and I work from home. Um, so that offers its own challenges. And I was diagnosed last year by my physician. I was 39 at the time. I'm 40 now. Literally got my psych evaluation on Friday. So that's so my official evaluation just got on Friday. And while medication was helping me, I had, I knew I just didn't have the tools to develop the habits that I needed to actually get things done. And, you know, I've been listening to the podcast probably for about a year and heard about the accountability groups and just decided that I needed to dive right in and do something for myself. And it has literally changed my life. Thanks, Aaron. All right, Carrie, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Carrie Gormley and of the Rain Lifestyle Show podcast. And I think it was like episode 27 or something around there. It was an earlier one. And um, so I have a podcast, the Rain Lifestyle Show, and um, I do some coaching with my within my community. And then I'm also a mom, a wife, and a long distance runner. And 
my diagnosis just came um, a couple of years ago. I'm about the same age as Aaron. And from what I understand, and Eric, perhaps you can back this up, that I'm in the fastest growing demographic of people being diagnosed with ADHD or women in their late 30s, early 40s. Mm-hmm. That's us. <laughs> and <laughs> while I love self-development and have a love of Brene Brown, just like Eric, and I'm sure you talk about Brene a lot on the podcast. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, is that I thought, well, I have some habits in here. I know how to make a habit. And this is like, Aaron, it's been one of the, the best things that's ever happened. And my life has been changed because of it. So first as sort of individuals, we, as we're recording this, we are in the middle of week nine, right? Yeah, we're almost done. Okay. Kerry looks confused. Like, really? We're in week nine already? <laughs> no, right? ten. I don't know. All I know is it's soon. I don't want it to end. It's amazing. Right. Anytime I'm referencing anything related to my calendar, I'm always like, unless I'm looking right at it, I have a level of uncertainty about it. <laughs> so, but for, for each of you, what have been some of your key sort of takeaways, the, the, your growth areas that you uh, have, have um, really identified and achieved in the group? I'll, I'll go first. Um, one of the first things that I really took away was I, I volunteered to be one of, I think, the first mastermind session. And and describe to listeners, Aaron, from your perspective, what what the mastermind session is is like. Is it as I'm talking to people who are interested in the coaching group, I would say more people aren't familiar with the mastermind concept than are. Right. Um, right. You know, and I listen to a lot of entrepreneur podcasts and stuff like yeah. that. So I'm like. So at first I was of course surprised, like, wait, you don't know what the ma- a mastermind group is, but clearly it's, I'm in the minority of knowing what a mastermind group is. So explain it from your perspective. So from my perspective, the mastermind was uh, an opportunity for me to bring an issue that I felt was related to my ADHD to the group and to you just spend a couple minutes sort of describing what the problem was, where, uh, where I wanted improvement. In, in what I needed or, or, or what, what I'd been doing. And then, you know, a good, what, what was it? 20 minutes or so of ideas and kind of a quick coaching session from you. Um, and at the end of it, I had an action plan for that problem um, and ac- accountability targets. You know, I had, I had specific days that I was supposed to get back to the group on what I had done. So what was the issue that you brought to the group? So for me, it was budgeting and getting on the same page with the finances with my wife, um, something that I had always done myself and something that I never really did well. And within you know a couple of days, my wife and I sat down and we did it together. It was the first time she'd ever done it. We've been married for almost 20 years. So it was big. It was really, it was really important. But the biggest thing I took away from that mastermind session was something you said, you had asked why I wanted to be better at it. And I said... I'm 40. I should be good at this. And your response was basically, you, you have ADHD. You're not going to be good at this. Don't feel apprehensive about handing something off that you aren't going to be good at. Don't take it on. Um, and that sort of really changed my perspective on a lot of things. By identifying the things I don't like doing because I'm not good at and focusing my time on the things I am good at, it has really eased just my day-to-day life is being able to say, that's not my thing. I will hand it off or I will not take control of it or I will outsource it or whatever it is. 
What's Aaron, what's been your, your wife's sort of uh, response to this now? Um, she is more than impressed. Um, we've, we've talked a, a few times already where she has seen huge improvements and is just super proud of the effect this has had and, and the changes that she's seen. Awesome. And I remember, um, when, when you made that commitment to having this meeting, uh, with your wife, you posted, I think it was like the next day or the next two days that you had already like completed everything that you said you were going to do. And I was just like, Damn. Yes. like you took massive right. action there. I mean, it was, it was impressive. Cool. And you also yeah. stated that it was it, the first kind of stage of it was complete. And it's one of those things where right. it sounded like it was multiple stages to it. Yeah. And you kept, yeah. you kept at it. Yes. What do you think helped you stay kind of keep, keep at it? Uh, accountability. Um, to me, I, I'm beyond a believer in accountability at this point. We, I, I came out of the mastermind session and we did uh, another member of the group did a study hall. And that, you know, morning I had to spend the time gathering all the information, you know, the way I specifically about budget, the way I had paid bills in the past was just willy nilly going to the individual websites whenever I remembered and paying them or whatever. So I really didn't have any sort of outline of everything we had. Um, so I spent a study hall gathering all that information and outlining it. And then that evening, talking with my wife about these are the bills we have, and this is how much we should be doing, and this is how we're going to do it. Um, that was the first step. The next step was at the beginning of the month, actually sit down with her and pay those bills together and repeat that process. And we've stuck with it. It's been, it's been fantastic. And you, had, you had mentioned the study hall, and for listeners who might be new to the podcast, do you want to explain what a study hall is? I really like hearing how other people explain it. <laughs> so uh, study halls are, are where we get into groups together and verbally say what we're going to get done and how long it's going to take. And we're just on camera getting our, getting our important tasks, as you call them, done. Um, I've taken advantage of those times for, for truly the important stuff where it's just like, I'm never going to do, you know, push myself to do this otherwise but what's, um, what's so, your important stuff um usually like my time reporting or you know paperwork type stuff cleaning type stuff minor email responses or you know stuff just stuff that's just like uh it's going to take me five minutes to do these this one thing and i've got 20 of them to do that's what i use that time for and you you know we we start those meetings with you setting the timer and saying when you're going to come back and reporting on how it how it goes and um, you know, that accountability of somebody kind of sitting over your shoulder and saying, are you going to do this and how long is it going to take you and how, where are you at? Um, really, really makes it happen. How is that for you, Carrie? Uh, I, I, I'm actually, sorry, I'm at a loss for words and that doesn't happen often. <laughs> That's very true. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it makes a huge difference. The group makes a huge difference. Uh, doing those important tasks, sometimes there are things that I want to say that I enjoy doing and I don't, but I schedule those. Then um, writing, doing a lot of writing is not, is kind of important to me. I need to do it. I don't, I'd rather talk, which, you know, maybe that's an idea for me to start using Dragon or perhaps another system so I can talk and it can be translated. Um, but it's, it's good. And, and it, I get a kick out of this. I don't know. It's the little things in life. This is kind of quirky, 
but aren't most of us kind of quirky, <laughs> kind of silly with ADHD, uh, is when you have this like special calming, soothing voice and you come in and you're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> we have about 10 minutes. <laughs> It's like, okay, kids. For sure. Would, would you like me to, uh, to, to let the listeners yes, know what I think? Okay, here, yes. here, here's my, uh, here's my, what I, during study hall, because I don't want to interrupt everyone and break people's trains of thought. So I'll come in and I'll unmute my microphone and we have about 20 minutes left. If you're not doing what you want to be doing, pause and shift your attention back to what you want to be doing and proceed. If you are doing what you want to be doing. Keep going. We'll meet back in about 20 minutes. And that was it. That's your, that's your, either the library's closing voice or yes. your not safe for work voice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Carrie, um, talk a little bit about uh, your mastermind session. Right. So I was very fortunate. I was thoroughly impressed with how Aaron took charge. Also a lovely lady in our group. Um, she took charge and these people made, took action within a couple of days. I'm like, I'm next. And I was uber, um, uber fortunate where unfortunately the woman who had the other day, cause we do two in the same day, she couldn't make it. So I don't know. I, I got like 45 minutes, which was really phenomenal. And what was really great about it is there were things I said, I'm going to do, I'm going to do, um, my husband's even been mentioning it. I'm like, I'm going to do it. And basically it had some things to do with, I had to set up some financial platforms on my website and that multi-step IT process is not one of my strengths. And I said, I was going to work on this. And so I actually outsourced that. And they were things that had been discussed for months and months, maybe even a year at that point. So that was huge. And also this idea of, you know, to piggybacking what Aaron said, you know, I'm 40, I should be able to do this. Yeah, but you know what? It's not our strength and we could swap things. Like you do this, I'll do that. And um, something you said that was really key and, I, and I've gotten better about is, is making lists. And, and I actually, you said, okay, make a list, you guys, of everything that's happened because, you know, we forget. And so you like to call it lessons learned. And um, I have a, a list of about seven things right now would you would you like me to list? Them? Yeah, please share them. Okay, and they're right in front of my desk here. One is function over form. So yeah, it might not look nice, but you know what? It has to work. So I have some pretty notebooks, and on top of them, I've written what they're about and mask. It's on masking tape and in a black sharpie. But you know, I know exactly what's in that little notebook. I'm not gonna have to turn pages and look for it. Um, also, stopping is a process. <laughs> Wow. Yes. What is your outline? Like however long it takes you to do something, take 10% of that time to transition to the next thing. I, I don't remember what the, the math was, but it was something like, or if you have a, something that's an hour, uh, you know, it takes five or 10 minutes to, to wrap up to actually to stop, you know, stopping isn't something that happens on a stopwatch where you're like, okay, stop. It's like, okay, no, you need to actually wrap it up and leave yourself. Yeah. I call that the trail of crumbs. So you remember where you Ooh. left off if you didn't finish something. Okay, so um, form over function, uh, or I'm sorry, function over form. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, stopping takes time. Process, yep. Building processes. Mm -hmm. And also with that outsourcing, um, I do work with someone with my podcast. And instead of me telling him what to do, I've actually said to him, you tell me. And then when a deadline was missed, the next day I was saying, okay, 
what needs that? What do you need some things from me? How long do you think it's going to take? Can you give me a time estimate? And I had it two hours later. So that's really key for following up. And, and I think too, an important lesson was learned is that, um, you know, we all evolve just because something was a certain way. doesn't mean that it can't be changed in the future and just to try things from a different angle. Mm-hmm. And that's part, part of the idea of processes is really looking at your systems that, and how they, they, work and keep asking yourself, you know, how's this working for me? And how can I, you know, how can I go to my system 2.0 and 3.0 and 4.0? And it's, you know, to me that that becomes fun. Then you because your system sort of become this, this puzzle, this game that you're trying to, you know, uh, continuously upgrade. One, one of the, the most important things I learned too was, you know, we, when we do our wins on Friday and I had I had a phenomenally productive week in, in the win, you know, was sticking to my calendar and scheduling it out and, and actually getting it done. And your question was, you know, okay, how are you going to stick with that? And old me assumption is like, well, my calendar is working. I'm just going to stick with it. And you're like, no, that's not good enough. So like right there, I added a monthly calendar task to is my system still working? Is this, hmm. am I sticking to it? And, you know, it, it doesn't have an end date. So the first Friday of every month, there's a task on my calendar that's just, is everything still working? And every Monday, I've got a recurring task to plan my week. And, you know, it's, the system has to work and you have to stick with it. And if the if the reminder and the, how are you going to stick with the system isn't part of the system, you're not going to, it's not going to work, right? It has to all be, it all has to fit together. Yeah, I would say it probably took probably up until maybe just last week where because um, in the beginning of the group, so often I would hear people respond when I asked, well, how are you going to remember that? And there's typical responses were, well, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it now. Right. And then my question will be, well, how are you going to remember that? Right. right so it's right. because we, we think we're going to remember stuff and that's, you know, and we, we don't. All right, so, Carrie, you were on, I think, number three lessons learned. Building processes, um, one thing at a time, which I know, um, but that's really helpful. Um, Like Aaron, schedule it in your calendar. And it's even gotten to the point now of, okay, if I have this to-do list, this is the time I'm going to do it. And if it doesn't happen, then it gets pushed over to the next day. So I've had that accountability with Aaron, like it didn't happen. Um, (laughs) Have, this is something you told me on my, on the hot seat, Carrie, you need to have a list for really cool ideas because I think of like 10 new great ideas every day. And I think, I think one of the things that I've seen, uh, Carrie, in, in you is that you've have been learning not to pursue every idea as the moment it happens, right? You have a million ideas and you're then going in a million different directions. So it's, it's, I'm glad to hear that you have a list for your, your great ideas. It's been (laughs) really huge. And you, and you really talked me through that, um, which was really appreciated. Um, Also to get in. So sometimes um, we'll do a study hall and I don't have zoom right now and I'll go into my appear in um, room and that's something anyone can download for free. You get appear in and then your name and then you can say, Hey guys, come in. We're having a party. And some ladies in the group um, and I were having a hard time get going and we, we you know, hung out together and everyone got going. So it was fantastic. Um, oh, this is huge. This is the second to last one. And um, I think Eric, you might, I would love for you to talk about this because I think it's really, really key for us as people with ADHD, at least it was for me, is statistics are not determinable outcomes. Do you remember saying that? 
Mm-hmm. Um, so you were talking about that people with ADHD, we have a lower life expectancy. And mm-hmm. I kind of freaked out there because I'm really into health and <laughs> fitness and, and the, the running lifestyle show, you yeah. know, it's, yeah. Yeah. I love Dr. Rady, who Eric turned me on to. Dr. Rady is the, the expert about the exercise in the brain. And he's partners with Dr. Ned Hallowell, for those of you who don't know Dr. Rady. So I kind of flipped out when you said that. Okay. So uh, briefly, so when we look at uh, some of the research that has come out by, uh, you know, Barkley uh, and, and, and other colleagues that looks at life expectancy um, uh it's we know it's it's shorter for people with ADHD due to issues of not you know take you know regular kind of uh, going to your doctor on a regular basis, not going to the dentist on a regular basis. Also includes things like this increased use of drugs and alcohol, also bad in, decisions and impulsivity. And impulsivity. and, and um, we know that people with ADHD are more likely to die in accidents because they're of reckless behavior. And the the thing that's that you know we can look at that and say well that's kind of depressing and i say no it doesn't have to be though because if you can take that information and say okay but we don't have to be statistics because one we one there's a lot of people who are living full lives and are very healthy and and part of that is because of the knowledge that if i'm not you know strategically managing the things that could sort of maybe get me in trouble and make me unhealthy you know, then, yeah, I, I would could become a statistic. But because I know of my tendencies, um, I know what I have to do to live in more of an intentional life. Yeah, it's it's huge. And um, because I really have when I found I had, I had ADHD, it was later in life, as I said, and I hung, um, have some friends who really see it as as a positive, as, as a gift. And I know there are a lot of these things that are rough. And, and trust me, I get it. And I mean, when I was. I was tested as a kid and they didn't know what was up. They, they, they thought I might be mildly retarded. And I went on college, worked and lived in Sweden, you know, worked in other language. I've taken a trip. I, I don't want this to be a break system. But I've taken a trip around the world by myself. So, you know, they knew something was up, but in the early eighties, they didn't know what. And I, I find that so amazing too. Cause as, as I know you, I know that you're, you're an, an intelligent, very high energy, a uh, woman who's doing a lot of things and I see very high energy. Um, I mean, sometimes it, Carrie, you make me tired just being around you. <laughs> and I mean that in a positive way. Yes. No, I, and I, I take it. Yeah. And that, and that's ADHD. And plus I've never been happier in my life because what I'm doing, it fits all to my strengths. So um, that makes a really big difference. So I've always looked at it as a real positive thing. Yeah. There are some negatives I know, but so that was just like, Oh my gosh. But it's like, but that doesn't need to be me. It's like anyone who scuba dives or goes skydiving. So my last big point, and this has been huge um, and relates to like when you go to another country and let's say they have a different currency or they use, um, if they use this, um, use Celsius instead, or they use the metric system, whatever you want to say is that our, my mantra now is decrease the steps, decrease the steps, decrease the steps. So whenever I'm doing anything, um, it's like, oh, I'm taking the laundry out. And tomorrow we are going to need beach towels. Let's put it in a bag right now. And maybe we put it by the front door. Great. Great. Aaron, do, do you have uh, your, kind of lesson, your lessons learned uh, accessible to you right now? So, you know, one of the biggest things for, for me, or one of the, one of the lessons that I learned, we talked about early on, you've got the, the sheets up in your office and I've got them on my whiteboard, the um, self-care, mindfulness, play and gratitude. 
And that, like Carrie said, I mean, I'm happier now than I've ever been because through that, I'm able to focus on what's important. Um, you know, just like Carrie, I've got a ton of ideas. I've got a ton of things I want to do. Um, and they keep popping up, you know, I've got, I've got app ideas or podcast ideas or blog ideas every single day, but that's not what's going to get done right now. And making that list and thinking about what I'm doing right now, being mindful about that, um, has gotten me through what I'm doing now and knowing that I have to take care of myself, um, through this accountability group, this is the first time I have stuck to going to the gym daily for, I mean, basically I've only missed maybe three days since we started the accountability group and going to the gym. Wow, That's never once happened. Never, ever. Because every morning I tell Carrie, this is what I got to do. Yeah, you have Carrie as an accountability partner. You can't slack off at the gym. (laughs) Exactly. You know, so I say every morning I've got these things to do and then I got to get to the gym and then I got to do this. And I've said it in the group. It has become a non-negotiable part of my day. If my day starts to spin out of control, the last thing I'm going to drop is going to the gym because I need that. I need that sort of reset in my head. I'll drop other things before I'll drop that. Um, Do you know what it was that helped you kind of make that mental shift? um, A little bit. We had talked about how I think you had mentioned it, how um, you're doing some really good, intense um, exercise really helped actually kickstart the mind. It was kind of, it was kind of like, you know, the Adderall or, um, you know, getting, keeping the mind going. And that was part of it. Um, also just trying to get better sleep, you know, uh, it hasn't necessarily helped me get better sleep yet. Um, but I'm getting there. Um, but my afternoons would not be the same if I wasn't going off at lunch and, and doing some hard sweaty cardio and, and coming back because, you drop off really fast. And if I, if I go off and, and get, get that exercise, I don't drop off quite as quickly and then play like knowing that play is as important as everything else you do and not feeling guilty about taking a day off a week or however often you can. That is just, it's just the most critical thing for your, for your mental health. What have you, as you've increased play, what have you noticed about your productivity? that I'm able to focus that mental energy when I need to um, versus spending it all the time. Um, you know, if I, if I spend all weekend thinking about work, I'm not, and, and trying to scroll an hour away here and there, I don't have the mental energy reserved for the beginning of the week and getting the week started. But if I take a day off and go like, you know, Sunday I went to the beach and went paddleboarding. It's like, tire myself off on something that isn't work, jump into Monday with the mental energy because I haven't been spending it all weekend. Do you have to still like talk yourself sort of through that? Um, you know, you, you mentioned that you've been able to play more without feeling guilty. Right. Where are you in that sort of process? Is it still sort of an emerging uh, kind of behavior? I don't know that it's emerging at this point. I think we're getting through it pretty well because we've gotten everything else in line to where we're not letting things slip by going off and playing my, you know, sticking to star charts for chores, getting done, offloading, you know, outsourcing yard work and a few things around the house means they're getting done. Like things are getting done. So there isn't a reason to be guilty about the day off. So what if um, you, you have, you're, you're using your, your star chart that we kind of set up in the group. Um, and right. yours is for, you said, for doing dishes? I've got a lot. I've got dishes, 
picking up my laundry, cleaning the kitchen counters, taking the trash out, picking up after the dog. The chores. Um, chores. I mean, they're, they're probably, it's honestly no different than probably the one that my parents had on the fridge when I was a teenager and never once stuck to. But now I stick to it. What, what do you think has been the difference? The group and accountability and having to say in the morning to Carrie, these are the things I'm going to do today. And at the end of the day, refreshing her on what I got done, checking in on what she's got done and not falling behind on that. I mean, I would be failing her. I would be failing myself. What are some of the ways that um, you guys as, as accountability partners have sort of helped each other stay on task, stay on track with, uh, with your goals for the day and, and, and even beyond the day? I think it's become, or I know there's no thinking about this. It's, 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 it's a habit. So basically at the end of the day, it's, Hey, I'm signing off. This is what happened. It's sometimes it's doing a screenshot of my calendar for tomorrow and then printing that at the same time. So that's almost like my map for the day. Like stay focused, Carrie, you know, this is what you need to be doing. Um, that doesn't always happen, but sometimes having a, a real short bulleted list. So so that helps, you know, knock off those little things. Also, uh, I take a screen list Saturday or Sunday, just depends on, on the schedule. And that is huge. And I loved how you said your mental energy for Monday. It's it's almost like you get a vacation. And, and I have some, some contingency plans, you know, backed up there where, you know, some, sometimes they call my husband then. <laughs> Here's the number. <laughs> but, you know, and, and someone said, well, then that's not a screen-free Sunday. Or what if you had to pick up the telephone? It's like, you know what? These are my rules. And <laughs> it's okay. My husband uses a screen so we can see our friend. You know, for me, the very first thing I do when I get to my desk in the morning is email Carrie. Um, it's on my calendar. It's Monday through Friday, daily task. The the very first thing of the day is check in with Carrie, find out what she needs to do, find out what, you know, let her know what I need to do. And it's not always like a bulleted list of these are the three or four things I need to get done. Some days it's, I don't have a lot of individual tasks, but I really want to get some headway in this big idea. And in let, knowing that by the end of the day, I need to answer to whatever I said I was going to do that day to somebody completely uninvolved in the rest of my life, right? Like it's not my wife. It's not my boss. It's not, uh, it's not somebody that has a vested interest in it. Um, it just seems to, to happen, you know, would either of you be able to quickly pull up uh, maybe today's email that you guys sent to each other and maybe share, share what was on that. Uh, Aaron, do you want to, can you pull it up? Cause I can't are... share it, but I can, oh. I can, um, see if I can pull it up over here. I can't share it because I'm on the. Oh, iPad, and it's fine. Just uh, to read it because um, screen, yeah, screen sharing is really hard for audio. You're doing well, well. Aaron's doing that. I just want to say too, um, or ask Eric. Um, for people with ADHD, isn't it the statistic like three guys for every woman who have it? No. Oh, it's been okay. I'm reading. I'm reading uh, Dr. Hallowell and Dr. Eddie's first books right now, and they were in '94. So okay. So uh, as far as those who are diagnosed, um, there's a three to one or four to one ratio, but we also know that it's because most women are, are missed. And so there's actually a one to one ratio because in, in, <gasps> in adulthood, it's the same. Really? Yep. That's fascinating. That's fascinating. And something Aaron said that um, I have some girlfriends who say this when their husbands start doing more chores is they call it chore play. Chore play. <laughs> <laughs> so no wonder your wife loves this, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> 
So today's today's email to Carrie was was fairly short because I, I'm really focused on a programming task. Um, I need to get sort of a demo working. Um, but yesterday was a, a really good bulleted list saying, I need to plan my week. I need to send a doodle poll out for this particular meeting. I need to send um, emails out for these things. I need to, to commit a change to a repository on another project I'm working on. I've got a big task of testing a, a code idea that I had. And here's a picture of my calendar for the day on getting it done. Um, that was at like eight o'clock in the morning and then like four o'clock in the afternoon. I, I followed up with that and went down that outline. This one was done. This one was done. This, I'm waiting on a response here and this one was working great. So it is literally, I mean, it, it has made my work life a million times easier. I think one of the the positive things that I know for myself with accountability is that it, it gets you in the habit of just planning and really thinking mm -hmm. through the things that you right. are intending and doing. Um, it, it creates clarity because sometimes in our mind, we think we're clear about something, but then like we realize that we're really not. And I think that if we, if we don't know how to write it, write it out. So it's clear that we're not clear about it enough in our head. Exactly. And, you know, when I've got my week planned ahead of time and I go into like tomorrow and say, oh, I'm going to do this big thing all day. It's going to be great. But I look and I forget about the other like three meetings and appointment I have on my calendar and realize there's no way I'm going to get that done. So, you know, my ADHD spins off into Never Never Land because I'm not doing anything instead of looking at my day and saying, well, I can't do that big thing today. But I can do these other things because I've got this time slot. I've got this time slot. Just focusing on the planning has been um, important. And, and like you said, you know, you can't expect that just because I'm doing it, I'm going to keep doing it. I have to have the accountability. I have to have the reminders. Uh, I, I have to have a system that reminds me to remind me to do it, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, and I, I've been hearing a lot of people uh, in, in both groups um, sort of come to that realization, even though I've, I've have said it many of times and in many ways, I've been hearing people sort of have this, oh, I really do need reminders about my reminders. And it's like, right. yes, you <laughs> yes. do. Yes, exactly. you do. And, um, and it's, and I love when, when I hear people sort of have come to that sort of on their own, when it's, it's like they, they sort of see the reason why they've experienced the reason why. They, they right. tried it and they realized how helpful that actually was. And like, oh, like that's what that means. Um, so what I want to do, I want to ask you guys uh, this, this question. Um, so I know that both of you guys have been really strong accountability partners. Now, speaking to more of the, to just the listener who maybe has no intention of joining uh, an accountability group of any kind, but maybe has a friend that um, they want to, to uh, maybe pair up as an accountability partner. I don't know if it's because that sort of that, that theory of, you know, when you buy your red car, all of a sudden you start noticing all the red cars in the street. Um, but I've been seeing more and more um, coaching programs coming out recently where they're featuring accountability as part of the program. But I think it's hard. It's hard to know. Well, how do you actually do that? What makes a good accountability partner? What are some of the things that you can share with listeners to um, who maybe aren't thinking about joining uh, the next coaching group who would have a friend who was willing to kind of work with them um, and, and uh, help each other be accountable. What are some of the things that you think are critical for being a good accountability partner 
uh, with somebody else? I think it starts really with intention and that's anything, right? No matter if you have ADHD or not is where do I want to end up and let's work backwards. And Aaron shared with me why um, some, some of his life goals and why this was so important. And all of a sudden I felt like, okay, I'm his teammate here. I, I cannot let him down. This is really important. I need to up my game to help support Aaron. You know, it's kind of this idea that this there's research behind here is is that like when things are really bad people are ready to help out but when things are really good sometimes you don't hear from those people and so um when he said that I was like yeah and you know I could do this better and in it and I know to perform at my best I need to be off electronics an hour before I go to bed so So if I could second if I can synthesize that so you're saying knowing what your partner's ultimate why is was really important to connecting um, your reason as to why being accountable and helping him be accountable is so important. Exactly. Okay. I think there's a huge um, piece of trust there too. Um, You know, when we started and Carrie was talking about that, um, you know, when she said like, I've got to step up my game for you, I had an inherent trust in that she would do it. And I had to reciprocate that. So, you know, with, with her goals of expanding her business and podcast, anytime those, you know, her day isn't focusing on that, um, you know, there's that question like, well, what are you, are you still reaching out to the 10 people? Are you still, you know, or, if, you know, whatever those tasks are, how is it going? You have to have trust in that person that they have your back. How do you guys, um, how have you handled when, uh, when you've stated that you're going to do something and it didn't get done. And maybe in the follow-up report, it also conveniently wasn't mentioned. <laughs> Has this ever happened? I'm, I'm not sure. It. Um, I think we've kind of outed ourselves where yeah. it didn't happen. So I'm doing it tomorrow. And it was easy to pull it over in the, in the Google calendar over to the next day. Uh, what Aaron does is very technical and he knows I don't understand what the bejesus he's talking about. <laughs> okay. Coding I get. Um, so, but he's like, but I just need to put this down. I'm like go team. You got it. Yeah. And, and so I don't know. How do you feel, Aaron? Do you agree with what I just said? Yeah. I, I don't know that we've ever had something like just completely disappear. Um, we've certainly had things like where our days just got spun out of control. Last week I had one day where I had a lot of things on my schedule, but an emergency came up with one of the the campuses that I support and that took the rest of my day and there wasn't anything I could do about it. I had to do it. Um, so all my tasks got sort of shifted around from that point on. Um, and just being honest about it, you know, this happened and I'm going to find the time here on this day and this day to, to take up with the tasks that I was doing. Um, whereas in the past, that's more of an excuse as to why I'm not getting something done. I've got a system for recovering that time now. And part of that is the accountability and saying like, well, I didn't get these things done instead of at the end of the day, completely forgetting what I said I would get done that day. And it just never getting done. I have an outline of what I said I was going to do to somebody. And because it got spun out, I've got to make sure that's on my task list for the following day or so, you know, what are, were some of the, uh, um, the surprising things that you learned from, from being in the group, some of the things that maybe you didn't expect uh, to, to kind of resolve from being in the group. 
for me, it's the amount of time something takes. The stuff I don't want to do usually doesn't take that much. And the stuff I really want to do um, takes longer. And you know, I think the biggest thing that I've taken away from this is, is not having shame and just saying it and that all of us can really get each other and we're a family. It's like, yep, there they go. Or, and um, I think there's a special bond between us with people with, with ADHD. We, we get each other and it's kind of like, Hey man, <laughs> <laughs> we got, you're in the judgment free zone. <laughs> Okay. So that, and that was yes. really powerful for you. Connection. Okay. Yes. And Aaron, what about you? Yeah, I'd say two things. Um, how truly time blind we are, as Carrie said. Um, there have been quite a number of things. I mean, just yesterday with the, with the uh, organizer, <laughs> it took way longer to just figure out what categories I needed to organize than I expected. You know, when when we did 15 minutes of just figure out what your categories are, I thought I'd be done in like a minute and sit there like, oh, yeah, no, I wasn't even done in 15 minutes. True time blindness. The librarian. Um, right. It's, oh, it was, it's, that's crazy. Um, and just sort of the trust in the in the the connection with everybody. I mean, especially what you bring to the table, Eric. You're not shy about being honest about what our responses are. So you know, we'll, if we say. I'll do this or that. You don't let us get away with just that. Um, mm -hmm. And that's critical. I mean, you're not, it's not somebody saying, well, you know, ADHD doesn't exist and, and you just need to try harder. It's that's not going to work for you. What have you learned to, that will work or let's talk about what's going to work. It's just everything. I, I do have to ask, you're wearing a shirt that says cutting librarians in a recession is like cutting. And I can't see the bottom of the shirt. It's the cutting hospitals is like, it's like cutting hospitals in a plague. Oh, wow. Why is that librarian? <laughs> because libraries are where everybody without a job goes to use the internet, look for jobs and learn how to do new things. I get it. I get it. And Kara, congratulations. Yeah. We're, we're 43 minutes in. This is the first time you took charge. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the intention was not to do that. And I know as soon as you did it, you realized you did it too. I it. And I think I that, that awareness, I think, is something that's come from, uh, from the time that I've seen you be in this group, um, where you are more sort of aware of, of that tendency. So that sort of that impulsivity piece of, you know, being in a social interaction. Um, and I think that that the more we aware we are of our tendencies, the more we can decide if we want to work on them. <laughs> yes. So people listening to this may or may not be on, on the fence and uh, for joining the, the upcoming coaching group. What would you share to those people who, who are considering doing it or maybe who aren't considering it, but, but might? that saying you don't know what you don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> say more about that so uh, i i can't i i mean i remember this discussion i don't know if you do eric where i'm like well i've read self-development books and i've taken some courses and i've even taken some of the same courses you have and you're like i think this could help i'm like okay fine eric and and um i mean it's just it's like we i said in the beginning it's been life-changing and and 
the, it feels like I found my people. I mean, I, I, I associate with runners. I love runners, but it's just, it's just, it's interesting because you've put, you've put me and then my whole audience on a journey where I just have to say, when you came on my podcast, I said, Eric, what do you do when you don't feel like going for a run? And you set up right away. I'm like, I'm not a runner. I'm like, well, you know, you, you do activity. So we'll make you a pseudo runner here. I want you to come on the podcast. And you said, when I don't feel like running, I take out the book Spark by Dr. John Rady. <laughs> I said, who's that? And anyone who listens to the Running Lifestyle Show knows that like Dr. Rady is like the man. I mean, I have met the man. I love the man. Like what Brene Brown is to Eric is what Dr. Rady is to true, me. True, true. And it, 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 I mean, we need to exercise. So I found kinship and I've learned so much about myself. And because it's like the ripple effect, because I've evolved um, I've seen other people take on some of these things and who don't even have ADHD. Who are like, wow, this time timer is a really good idea. I'm like, I know. And writing things down for our working memory. So, you know, it's, it's amazing how you can help change by you, by you evolving, other people will evolve because of it. So um, I think the question was, uh, <laughs> why? <laughs> I think I saw Aaron, right? Aaron's smile was recognizing that Carrie's not answering the question right now at all. And if they should do nice because they don't know what they don't know, and they're going to learn so much about themselves well, to be able to help others. I mean, to, to, to me, for, for, for me, it was like the realization that I have never had the opportunity to learn how to what, look back at school, whatever, to study get through a book, use a planner, use, I've never had the opportunity to understand how that works for people talking, even just talking to my wife, like, why don't you use post-it notes? Post-it notes don't work for me. Why? All those things. And it's because we've spent our lives learning in rooms full of people that don't understand us by people that don't understand us. This is your opportunity to be in a room full of people that get you taught by somebody who's been there and get you and the tools you're going to take away from it are not the generic, this is how it should work. This is why it will work for you. Um, and you're going to get some, you know, an accountability partner. You're going to get a group of people that get you. You're going to get the tools that make sense for people like us, not for the general public. Well, they will work for the general public, but they will work for us as nothing else will. Bring it home, brother. <laughs> I don't think anything else needs to be said. Aaron and Carrie, thank you guys so, so much. Any kind of final thoughts from you guys? I love you, Aaron. Um, Thanks, Carrie. I, I'm, we do Friday gratitudes, and I, will, I, I want to like everybody to, to hear that how grateful I am for finding the group, for having you as an as a opportunity to, to get through this, because I needed it. I needed it so bad. And I dove in head first. I said, you know, if I'm going to spend the money for this class, I'm going to get every cent I can out of it. And it is paying off and we're not even done yet. You know? Awesome. Well, congratulations on all the success that you've had. And Carrie, what about you? Find any final thoughts other than your, your uh, love for me, which I appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> as, as, as you guys can tell we you get close when you're with someone for three days a week for you know over 10 weeks and i've known care beyond just right. the point of this group yeah. absolutely fellow podcasters um you know what it's you guys it's it, it's about routine and i think that 
I know from what I'm reading, I'm sure Eric will back this up, is that um, for people with ADHD, we need to do things over and over for it to get stuck in our head. And that also over time, we've had a lot of disappointments. So a lot of stuff can go wrong and oh, here I go again. But when you're meeting three times a week for an hour every, you know, every other day, essentially, you know, that's time for you to reset your brain or rewire. I think you'd prefer if I said, but rewire your brain and say, okay, you know, I can try differently and I can laugh with other people and there's no shame and shame doesn't exist when you say it out loud. And so that's what, you know, my ADHD brothers and sisters, that's what we we do. And the fact that Eric has it um, makes it all the different because you understand it. And when you've worked with people who don't have it, it's not the same thing. It's kind of like going to a physical therapist who's not a runner. It's just it's different. It's not the same. Well, Carrie and Aaron, thank you so much for, for joining me on the podcast and for being a part of the group. And uh, you guys are, are truly been, been uh, extraordinary uh, watching the group, your, your growth. Uh, in the group, your commitment to each other and yourselves. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, in about eight or 10 days from now, uh, being able to, to celebrate with you and the rest of your uh, group members and say, uh, you guys got your ADHD rewired. <laughs> Our <Yes>. family. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you so much. And we'll, uh, we'll talk again soon. Thank you. I have a special offer for you. If you sign up between Monday, August 22nd through Wednesday, August 24th, that's the first three days of registration. Enter the promo code coaching rewired 245 and you will get two 45 minute one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions with me. And if you want a recording of your coaching sessions, no problem. They're yours. And when we launch ADHD rewired tech mini courses and workshops in early 2017. You can sign up for one workshop course on any offered topic absolutely free. That's over $300 in bonuses. But to get these bonuses, schedule your registration call now. And you do have to register before August 24th to get these bonuses. That promo code again is coaching rewired to. 45. Enter it when you schedule your registration call with me and the code will be in the show notes just in case you don't remember it. This has been Eric Tivers and I want to thank you for listening and congratulations for making it to the end. ADHD Rewired is more than just a podcast. We are a community focused on learning, growing and connection. The website is ADHDrewired.com. You can find summaries and additional resources for each episode, learn more about the ADHD, Rewired Coaching and Accountability Group, and more. It's all at ADHDrewired.com. Don't just be a passive listener, be an active member of the community. Submit your request to join our free and growing community on Facebook. Watch for a message from me on Facebook because I screen everyone before they come in the group. Podcasts do change lives. You can make a difference in someone's life by spreading the word about this podcast. Share it online or share it with a friend. If you're a member of Chad or any other ADHD support group, let people know about this show. And if you really loved this episode, please hit share on your podcast player. One of the biggest things you can do to support this podcast and help other people discover it is to leave an honest rating and a review on iTunes or Stitcher. 
If you can't figure out how to do it, message me on Facebook or through my website, and I'll be happy to walk you through it. Looking for more ways to listen and learn? Get a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial at Audible by using my affiliate link at audibletrial.com slash ADHD Rewired. Not sure where to start? Start with Brene Brown's The Gift of Imperfections or her six-hour recorded workshop, The Power of Vulnerability. This is Eric Tivers reminding you that when you spend time to plan, you will save time that you could spend later. Until next time.